Welcome to another bonus episode of the Coach's Box. Today we are talking NFL playoffs. So you want your NFL playoff preview, then you come to the right place. Thank you for stepping into the Coach's Box. I'm your host, Coach JP3. I'm joined today by uh, Coach Pace, Coach Murph, and we have a new coach in the building, Coach Jay. Uh, so we're going to break down all this weekend's matchups. Uh, we're going to do uh, our picks for the games and why. You know, So we're going to break down the analysis and and we're going to try to take our emotions out of it because we are fans of some of the teams that are in the playoffs, except for Coach Murph, <clears throat> because the Eagles don't, you know. Okay, anyway, but, you know, we're – We trash, we trash. <laughs> <laughs> we need a whole episode on the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, because that, that was atrocious what we watched on Sunday night. That's how we're going to end the season, Coach Murph? It, it. Doug lied, man. He wasn't trying to win. He was trying to get the sixth pick. He won Jamar Chase. That that's what it, that's what it is, bro. He wasn't trying to win that game. Like I don't. But this is a good receivers draft. So you really think that like the sixth and ninth pick would have been that big of a difference? Um, I don't think it would be that big of a difference, but it, it definitely helps to you know be more safe than sorry. Because I mean, remember last year um, they were trying to move up to take. CD. Um, so I think they just to limit the chances of that happening again, they can just take them with the spot they have or taking the receiver they want with the spot they have. So gotcha. I was just like, man, like at least let your players know what's going on. Like if, if you ain't going to play to win, then why even start Jalen Hurts? Just put stuff <laughs> out there from the beginning. That way it's clear. Like, okay, we're not playing yeah. to win today. Honestly, for me, like, I feel like as a as a coach in that situation, I'm going to be straight up with my players. I'm going to be like, all right, like, I'm going to put it up to them. I'm going to be like, do y'all want to spoil Washington's hopes of making the playoffs? Or can we just go for this draft pick? And if they, like, hey, now we're trying to spoil it, then that's what we want to do. But that he definitely did a poor way of showing that. There was, you know, talks of, a couple players being restrained from uh, getting after him during the game. Um, Kelsey approached him and asked him what he was doing when he put Nate in. So um, it's, it's a mess. Got it. But you, you said what? He was doing coke at the time. There has some type of substance involved here. As of, as of right now, uh, it's looking like Doug and Howie are keeping their jobs, but they're uh, cutting the OC and DC and some other uh, the coaching staff. And um, and then I'm pretty sure Wentz and Zach Ertz will be out uh, for money reasons and for, you know, Jalen Hurts. I think they should also cut ties with uh, Howie and and Doug as well. But, you know. We'll, we'll see. Maybe the reactions from the players Sunday would change that, and maybe Jeffrey Loria, like, all right, Doug, you got to go. Because depending on how many players was offended by that, um, that's just not a good look for the locker room. Like, they're like, now we have to be led by this guy again. So they're probably best cutting ties with Doug, too. So Miles Sanders was like, nobody understood what was going on and nobody liked it. Jalen Hurts was like, this is not right. Like you could read his lips during the game when he was told that Sudfield was going, he was like, that's not right. And it's like, 
I think you have to recognize you have to be smart enough as an organization, like in general, whether Doug got that from the top or not, you yeah. have to be smart enough to know what situation you are currently in. You already have a torn locker room because of yeah. the quarterback controversy. And so the, lead, the last thing you want to do is add any type of fuel to the fire. And this is, you got Zach Ertz reflecting on his entire life till 1 a.m. on the football field. Yeah. You know, crying and everything like that. And it's just like, bro, like, it didn't have to end this way. If that's his last snap with, with Philadelphia, it didn't have to end like that. Yeah, I'm I'm 85% sure Doug is out of there because if you got to factor in that that rubs hurts the wrong way because, like you said, he's over here like, that's not right for pulling him on top of this whole year there was talks about tension between Doug and Wentz. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you got your, you know, your starter quarterback, your franchise quarterback in Wentz but also have this up and corner uh, up and coming quarterback in Hurts. And then now they're both looking at you side eye. So like there's a common denominator and that's Doug. So you might want to mm-hmm. move on. Yeah, it's sounding more and more like Adam Gates the, the longer it goes. <laughs> uh, no, I'll say this though. I think that <laughs> I think that uh Doug definitely made a poor decision when it comes to not keeping his locker room informed on what's going on on the field. I feel like he made the call on his own in his head as as far as we're going to try and win. And when he realized, okay, we're not going to win, he made that decision on his own to uh, go ahead and tank the game. And business-wise, it makes sense. Get the best opportunity that you can in the draft. Uh, And I think maybe morally it makes sense too. Who wants to destroy – and ruin the Washington football team uh, season. You know, you got a coach who has come over some serious cancer trials, you know, even the quarterback uh, overcoming his issues with injuries. So I don't know. Do you really want to be the villain? You already are like a terrible team. My bad coach. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, who wants to make themselves even more hated? Yeah, I think it's like, I understand that, but I think it was more so just how he did it. Like, if you kept Winston and they happen to lose, so be it. But he blatantly looked was looked at like, oh, no, you're trying to lose this game. Like, you're not even trying to give us an opportunity to win. So um, that's why – because, I mean, people, like, in the NBA, they tank all the time, and you know they're tanking, but everybody's like, okay, well, you know, you're just going to get the best player available. But I don't think that he would have been talked down – on as much if he didn't put Nate in. Like, if he put Hurts in and then they just happen to lose, then so be it. But you you can't throw Nate in there for no reason. So, he, I guess he thought he was Fitzpatrick or something. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, nah. Like you already had to do for, what, four years. So, you know he's not a, a starting quarterback for your team. But he's a, he's he's a was a third string quarterback for a reason, you know. Yeah. Like no 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 shade to him, but he's just not a starting quarterback. So it's like you already knew what you got. If you didn't, if you pulled Jalen and said, "Oh, I don't want Jalen to get hurt," then you shouldn't have played him in the first place. He could have yeah. got hurt in the first and second quarter, mm-hmm. and, and, you know. And so it's just like I think it just sends a clear message if you're just like, "Hey, you know, Sudfield's going to be our starter for this. We have you know nothing to lose and nothing to gain." And then everybody knows what was good. Because I think about it, and what other type of organization would that be appropriate? 
Yeah. Like what other type of business setting would that be appropriate for that communication not to be given to your employees? Think about yeah. it from an employer to employee perspective. Like it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be acceptable. People would have been outraged if it would have happened where a business made a big decision because it does happen. I'm not acting like it doesn't, but people yeah. call it out when it does happen. And that's what we're doing here. I don't care about the giants. Uh, you know, it, it's not about them. It's not about, yeah. you know, I respect Joe Judge and everything, but it's not about the giants at all. It's about respect for your own players, respect for yeah. your own organization. Uh, and that concludes our Philadelphia Eagles segment. Uh, <laughs> so now we will actually talk about teams that are in the playoffs here. Yeah. Um, and, and so it, it was it was crazy in the NFC East, though. You know, Cowboys lost, and that's a whole other thing. They don't even deserve to be talked about on this show. I read no, no, no NFC East team <laughs> <laughs> deserves to be talked about this year. Unfortunately, we have to talk about one, you know, coming up soon. But mm-hmm. um, they'll be gone. They'll be gone. They'll be gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to go game by game here. We're going to start off Saturday. So Saturday, they are – you know, starting off strong with the Colts at the Bills. Uh, so this is the 105 slot on Saturday. Uh, so, Coach Murph, who do you have winning this game and why? Bills. Come on, man. <laughs> next question. <laughs> yeah, next question, man. You got – you just have to look at – I mean, based off position and, and offense, like Jared – Jared Allen, he's, he's better than – Philip Rivers, or is Philip Rivers even playing? Because I feel like I'm starting to see a lot more snaps from Jacoby. Yeah, Philip's playing the majority of the game. Okay, well, yeah, and I don't, I don't think um, like their run game has been percolating, so that that's going to be tough. But I feel like the Bills are are pretty good uh, defensively and run defense uh, to slow them down. But I, I just don't think that that's going to be enough to deal with that air attack in Buffalo. So um, I can't think of anybody who's going to be able to slow down Diggs. Um, honestly, I feel like they the Bills will win convincingly. Like they will win by 10, 10, 14. 10, man. Okay, so so blow they pull away in the fourth quarter or something like that in the second half. Yeah, so the second half pull away. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, Coach Pace, who you got? The Bills because one Josh Allen and Diggs are going to tear them up easily, but um, I just think Philip Rivers is a turnover machine. <laughs> Like Phillip Rivers' arm is shot. Let's let's get it out the way, man. That's why he's handing the ball off thirty times a game, almost, and throwing checkdowns all the time. So I just think, especially in the cold, um, gripping the ball, he can't really grip the ball. If you notice, he kind of just slings it with his arm. Yeah. Especially in the cold, you got to be able to grip the ball. I just think overall, um, the Bill Bills defense is fundamentally sound. I think they'll. Uh, the run game will be interesting to see versus the Colts run game versus the Bills defense, but I don't think it's going to be anything astounding to look at. Yeah, I think they're going to try to force uh, Phillip to beat him with the, his arm. That's versus, not happening. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So. All right. It's on you, Coach Jay. 
Yeah, you know, I, I think that you guys bring up some interesting points, but I am smiling None. inside because I feel like this is our upset game, y'all. <laughs> oh. I really do. I feel like these are – I'll say this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's failing. <laughs> he ain't never coming back on the show. <laughs> on, listen, it's my first time. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> These two teams. I, I know that, yes, you got some, some holes that you can see on the Colts team. But for the most part, I really think both of these two teams are, in my mind, the best all-around team. So I'm talking offense, defense, and special teams. Um I know that the Bills have been on fire lately, and I don't think they, you know, should anticipate any really setbacks with the exception of Cole Beasley being out. But um, they have a team that can match their their offensive production. Uh, I feel like the Colts have a, a good, solid team. I mean, Buckner, he's healthy. Darius uh, Leonard, he's, you know, one of the best linebackers out there. You know, if they can try and continue to – the Colts continue to match the Bills defense or offense and vice versa. Yeah, you got a, you know, a strange sling and thrower in, in Rivers, but um, I don't know. I feel like if they can both kind of match out each other's production on both offense and defense, it'll really be down to field possession and the special teams. And that little edge, I would say, goes to the Bills. They got nice returners. Um but I, I don't know. I feel like maybe the Colts might just have an interesting day. That's my take. <laughs> okay. So walking two to three turnovers. <laughs> yes, yes, he is, especially in the red zone. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Sometimes, though, he – I don't know how to put it, but has luck. You know, they don't really have a leading receiver, but whoever's hot. You know, T.Y. lately has been hot. Before mm-hmm. that, it was Pascal. Before that, it was – I don't know. Uh, I'm telling you, it don't matter who's hot. White is locking that down. Yes, White is a beast. Yes, <laughs> he's he gonna lock, lock that down. He gonna lock that down. But there's somebody else. I feel like there's just some factor. I don't know who it is to put my finger on, but I I, I feel like this is kind of the upset game because the Colts they might not have, like I said, the offensive edge, but maybe on the defense, maybe there's a turnover that happens that keeps them in it. I, I just feel like both teams are well-rounded with the exception of that uh, quarterback position with the Colts. The most important position. <laughs> it is very important, yes. <laughs> I, I would say to, to your point, I, I also picked the Bills for this game. But if the Colts have any chance of winning, they have to keep Allen on the bench. The best place for him to be is sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. And what you've got to do is be able to, to – to, have long sustaining drives that result in points every time. And I'm not talking about field goals. They need to get the ball in the end zone for the majority of their possessions. They, so if Allen is on the bench, he can't hurt you from there. And you utilize your back. So I think Buffalo is going to be focused on Taylor and Hines, whoever they're bringing out. They may not be able to run the ball as effectively as they have been the last couple of weeks. I don't see the bills giving up 200 yards to Taylor. You know, I don't see that happening, hmm. but I don't want Rivers throwing the ball 50 times in the game either. But if you get have him doing short passes to the backs, because they got some of the best run after the catch backs in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, and we saw like Cleveland failed to do this a few weeks ago and got beat by the Jets. You know, so like, well, what happens is you if they're if they're focused on the run, it's like, okay, I'm gonna use my backs, I'm gonna get them out in space. I'm Phillip Rivers, I don't have to throw the ball all the way downfield. I can do little passes. 
and, and get and get the backs in space and they can create. They can, you know, make people miss and they can keep the chains moving. That's mm-hmm. the only way that they're going to be able to win this game. And then what happens there is everybody comes up now. As a defense, now you have to come up a little because you got to respect at least, if not the run, the short passing game. And maybe then you can get T.Y. over the top. Mm-hmm. Or over the top. Can you throw over 25 yards? <laughs> no. <laughs> And so yeah, he got he got to catch him early. So once he gets his uh like five yards deep, just throw it as hard as he can. Just throw it as hard as he can, and, and and he'll he'll get to it hopefully. But that's the only chance that that Indianapolis has really in winning this game because I'm really uh, the Bills are just scary right now. I they mean, are. if I'm Kansas City, I'm scared. I don't care. <laughs> I tell you, ten to fourteen, ten to fourteen. Ten to fourteen. That's the spread. There's, there's. I'll say this last part. I still think that the Bills should not think that this will be a cakewalk at the same time because mm. the Colts have a really, I'd say, a solid defense. They're number five in takeaways. Mm. And, yeah, the Bills are pretty good also. I think they're number three maybe in takeaways. But that defense, I think that's what's going to slow down, like, the offensive production. And just like you said, getting dink and dunk down the field is, is probably what we're going to see. And that's what I think will make it a very close game in my eyes. So we'll see what their game plan is. And I, I think for Buffalo, I don't I don't see Singletary or Moss having a, a, a big game at all, at least in the running game. I think Indianapolis is good enough to to control that. Uh, and so we'll see. We'll see what the game plan looks like. But sometimes Allen's like, okay, I don't need a running game. <laughs> he just starts slinging the ball down the field. Yeah. Uh, him and Diggs on a different level. Mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. they're they're on a level if you look at Rodgers and Adams if you look at some of those connections uh where there doesn't have to be any verbal communication if I'm if I'm watching the receiver on the route I can tell by the way he's run that he's going to give me a cue whether it be pre-play or in the middle of a play I know exactly where he's going to go there was a play uh, a couple weeks ago in the back of the end zone Diggs caught a touchdown pass and Diggs did not run the route that was given in the play Allen had to scramble, but because they're they they're they're familiar with each other, when Diggs turned around and went left, you notice Allen threw the ball before Diggs was was in the spot, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even on a route play. It was Diggs getting open, finding the spot, and Allen knew exactly where he was going to be. Touchdown in the back of the end zone. Like when you have that type of chemistry uh, with the wide receiver that could beat you short, intermediate, and deep it causes tremendous problems because Indianapolis doesn't, they have a good defense, but I don't know if they have a lockdown defender mm-hmm. in their secondary. Okay. I know they got some good players back there, but I don't think they have a lockdown defender. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, the next game, Rams at Seahawks. Oh, Coach Pace, go ahead and start us yeah, off. We're going to have Coach Pace start us off. Like the Rams <laughs> Upset <Super> City, baby. <laughs> Upset City. Listen, I don't know. Um, they haven't said much about Jared Goff, but they said Andrew Whitworth is supposed to be back. Um, and then Cooper Cup is supposed to be back. Um, but I got the Rams um, just because – I'm gonna be honest with you. We got Russell Wilson number, so I'm. I'm listen, Jalen Ramsey. There's no more DK Metcalf. <laughs> no more DK Metcalf. I'm sorry to tell you. So um, I think he's gonna have to go to Tyler Lockett, 
And guess who's going to be on Tyler Lockett? Either uh, Williams, who has about five to six picks this year, mm-hmm. um, or he got to go to Troy Hill, who has three touchdowns in probably the last, like, six weeks. So, and two of them are pick sixes. So, pick your poison. Um, and then we got our safeties. Um, John Johnson, he handling business. Linebackers flying around. But my X factor, everybody know uh, Aaron Donald, of course, right. pushing out Poppy in. But my X factor is actually Leonard Floyd. Um, because him coming off the edge, whenever he sees Russell Wilson, I think the first time he had two and a half, three sacks, and then the second time he had like a sack and a half, if they can't get him under control, it's going to be a horrid game for Russell Wilson because he already has to deal with Aaron Donald. And then I think Michael Brockers is back as well. And Michael Brockers pushes the pocket. Um, but I think Russell Wilson is going to struggle um, this game. So we'll see how it goes. And really, I mean, honestly, it's just going to depend on Jerry Goff. I mean. Now, are you okay with that? Are you because no, but all we need is one game. So, yeah. I mean, and they might hand the ball off like they did against the Patriots 30 times and Cam Makers and uh, Henderson might go for, you know, 200 yards. Cause I mean, if we being honest, granted the Seahawks have been playing pretty good um, defensively, but I'm going to go with the whole sample size and, um, uh, Last time I checked, they're not doing that great. And Cooper Cup is back, so we'll see how it goes. But I'm I'm picking the upset with the Rams just because the running game and Russell Wilson not trying to see Aaron Donald or Leonard Floyd. So, gotcha. Rams in the upset. Coach J, who do you got? I don't know about that one, man. I, I think <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. You got Ohio State too. I don't know about that one. Look, that's a whole nother talk, <laughs> man. I, I, I see the Seahawks taking this one away. Yeah, you can you can say what you said about the defense on the Rams, uh, but there's too many there's too many opportunities for the Seahawks to get it done. I do not think with the quarterback that they are running with on on the Rams that they're going to have very many opportunities, and that's going to put that advantage over into the Saint uh, Seahawks hands. And yeah, he might uh, Russ might not have <laughs> DK for a couple plays, but so eventually somebody's going to break free. You talking about all games? Somebody going to break free. If it ain't DK, if it ain't Lockett, if it ain't Moore, if it ain't, I don't know, uh, any of their tight ends, both of them are good, both Higby and uh, and he's got enough weapons to get him down the field. The offensive line isn't great, but I think Russ should be fine taking this one uh, on to the next round. That's my own take. Wow, we're getting a lot of disagreements right off the bat. Well, I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> See, I, I've been battling with this game. Um, I, I'm going Seattle too. Good, yes. I'm going Seattle. Yes, I'm going <laughs> Seattle too, because like Russ has been playing bad, but I feel like. For some reason, he's about due for for a good game. He's mm-hmm. about due for a, a big game. I think he knows how bad he's been playing, and um, I feel like his best would outdo Jared Goff's best 
like, you know, easily everybody knows that Russ is the better quarterback. Um, and then with, you know, not knowing the situation with Jared Goff's hand, um, if he'll be all right. And then with Cooper Cup, not knowing the side effects, because remember when Cam came back uh, from yeah. his COVID that he said he was feeling, you know, tired and, you know, slow. He wasn't feeling like himself. So if he has any type of effects like that, um, you know, that could play a role uh, in things too. So I'm, I'm giving the edge to, to Seattle. This did not play out like I thought it was going to play out. I thought it was going to be Rams across the board. But I, I'm going to go ahead. We're going we're gonna to split it down the middle then, two and two. I'm picking the Rams. I'm with you, I'm with you Coach, Coach, Coach Pace. I think I've seen enough to see. Yeah, my X factor is, is actually Jared Goff in this game because if he can at least manage the <laughs> offense. Because what happened was the game that they played last shouldn't have even been that close. The only reason why it was that close is because Jared Goff's second and third guesses himself at times. And when that happens, then the, now the receiver is not open and you have you have uh, opportunistic defense in Seattle. You know, when they're moving Jamal Adams around the field and you're not quite sure where he's coming from, you can't afford to sit there and pat the ball and, and, and second and third guess yourself like that. When you have Dunlap coming off, you know, you can't you can't do that. You don't have that that luxury. And so he was taking hits that were very unnecessary last time. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so when I think about it, because of their lack of efficiency on offense, that put Seattle in position to get that last touchdown that they got, mm -hmm. you know, to make the game close. If Jared Goff makes one or two different decisions in that game, like better, better throws, that game's not even close. And because the defense can only hold up for so long, because you're asking them to, to hold up for 60 minutes, you know, that's not going, that's not going to happen. Especially with how defense is played nowadays, you can't really play defense. You can't hit nobody. Can't hit the quarterback. Yeah. the The one thing that stuck out to me that Coach Pace mentioned is Floyd was all over Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. Like he saw Floyd before he saw Lockett and Metcalf and people on his <laughs> own team. And, and it's like it's one of those things when when the Rams defense gets to you, Russell Wilson has been magnificent at scrambling and buying time, buying some extra time for his receivers to get open. With that Rams defense, they're really good at containing the quarterback. So he doesn't get a chance to get out outside and make those plays like he usually does. You know, and so when he does break loose for a run, it's usually actually in the middle and not over on around the edges. And, and so when he's able to, when he's not able to do that, I mean, Russ just has to eat the ball. He has to eat it. Or, or, or throw it away if he has time to do that. I, I don't see them giving him a lot of time. So that's why if Jared Goff can make a couple of, of passes that result into points, to more points for the team, more so than he did last time, I, it, it'll be easy for the Rams to get that. I think if Seattle win, they're going to have to start, like, running some short routes because they like to throw the yeah. ball deep a lot. If they don't – like, granted, we see this, but I don't know if the coaches actually be seeing this because sometimes they just think, I'm sticking with my game plan. This is what I'm going to do. Da, 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 da. This is what yeah. got us here. And they don't make the adjustments that are needed. If they really want to win, they need to incorporate the running backs and slots and try and get the ball out quick because if they don't get the ball out quick, Russell Wilson going to start dancing. And that's when, like, Aaron Donald, you know, yeah. Floyd – Brockers and then zone blitzing and stuff like that is going to happen. So 
Absolutely. I think I think though that that needs to be a key focus because like I know a lot of coaches can be like that, but I feel like this would be different because this is a, a division rival and this is your third time seeing this team this year. And you for the two previous times you have Russ like running for his life. So I think they're gonna have to they they need to game plan a lot more quick uh pass plays, uh utilizing drags and slants and swing plays to the bats. And I think that um, Russ needs to um, use his speed a lot more, not in terms of just scrambling to make the bigger play, but I mean, just tucking and running, like stop. You don't need to create more time to make the big play all the time. Sometimes you just need to go uh, and break that line of scrimmage and get you three, four yards, you know, just to keep them honest. So. I agree with that too. I mean, and Baker Mayfield did a good job, good job of that the other day, using his feet just to, <laughs> hey, instead of me throwing an ill-advised pass or risky pass, let me go ahead and get six yards real quick. Yeah. And that, now that that changes the next two plays that I have, you know, and and maybe if that's a first down, a first down play where I get six yards, maybe then I could take a shot on second because I, I know I got I got a down, maybe even two downs depending where they are on the field to play with, to get that four yards. And when you have Carson in the backfield, um, who's also a, a pretty good receiving running back too, you know, and I, I think they underutilize him in that for sure. Um, to, to your points, I think he's very underutilizing that. The one thing I also say, and we can move on is, at times I just don't trust Pete Carroll. <laughs> in the play calling, sometimes I'm just looking like, like what is who who no, made no, that? Who made that? You, you shouldn't trust Pete Carroll at all. <laughs> after after that whole Super Bowl, I wouldn't trust Pete. Well, Carroll. well, don't forget that you know there, Sean McVay had a debacle in the Super Bowl too. Yeah. By not giving a uh, Todd Gurley the ball. Yeah, they overthought that. I mean, I don't tr- listen. I don't trust. I didn't trust Sean McVay when he didn't put Todd Gurley in for the playoffs because he really didn't use Todd Gurley in the playoffs. So I, I was I was a little skeptical about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it was for that he was kind of like battling an injury. He was but definitely. then when you when you're in the Super Bowl, like and he's you know 80, shoot, even 70% good, like you got the offseason. If he wants to play and take that risk, utilize him. Like this is the last game. This is what y'all have been working, prepping since the offseason for. So mm-hmm. like that's gonna be a permanent stint on his record. Because you literally had one of the best running backs in the league that season, and you only gave him what, like ten touches. Yeah, I you did that in multiple games, though. So that's why I am. Mm-mm. Yeah, you I don't do that in the Super Bowl, though. You definitely don't. I I hundred percent agree with that because even the threat of Todd Gurley in the backfield, mm-hmm. like even not even you, because I mean, you know, we talked about it. Um, I don't know if it was one of our other episodes, but we did talk about um, Terrell Owens coming mm-hmm. back from that injury in the Super Bowl. Now, he did put up numbers, but mm-hmm. a lot of – he was also used as a decoy, you know, and I think it was Coach Pace that may have mentioned that in the chat was, like, he – he just him being on the field enabled other people to do their jobs better. Mm-hmm. Because now it clears a defender away from another receiver. Mm-hmm. Now it gives, gives me one man out of the box for my running back has a little bit more space now maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, it – and for yeah, you got to throw, throw another safety over OTO. Like, you had to. 
even yeah. though he's still busting their behind. Yeah. But yeah, I, so that that's a mystery to me. He yeah, he admitted he overthought that too much. He got inside of his own head, and I think Pete Carroll does that too. Um, but sometimes I think the Seahawks get too cute, especially around the goal line. Uh, they, they 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 try some plays. I'm like, no, just just get it in the end. Punch it in. Just punch it in the end zone. Yeah. If if you're on the one yard line and your offensive sure. line can't get the running back to the end zone, then you need to take all their checks away. Like that that's literally <laughs> literally you get paid to block. And if you can't block <laughs> for three feet, then you don't need to be in the NFL. Like See, I think Pete Carroll's <laughs> problem is that. I feel like he loves Russell Wilson like so much. And that was apparent from the Super Bowl they lost by not giving the ball to Lynch and having him throw it instead. It's like during the season, like his play calling is is I feel like it's centered around boosting Russ's stats. Yep. Like at this point. So I think it's just to make him look good. But now that you're in the the postseason, like all that doesn't matter. What matters is are you are you going to get the dub or are you going to club Shay Shay? So even if I wanted Russell Wilson to get the glory, all right, quarterback sneak. Either way, it's a safer play. Yeah, and Russ gets the touchdown. Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. It, because he's such a mobile quarterback, he can fall for a yard. You get a little push, he can get there because yeah. it's he's actually easier than handing it to the running back. There's shorter distance that the person has to cover it so he can get into the end zone. Oh, Russell Wilson gets the game winning touchdown. Yeah, yeah. we win. Cause like he, he's a, he's short, but he's not a small dude. He's not so a small. like he could easily, you know, QB sneak and power his way in there. So. Yeah. I would have understood that more yeah. than giving the ball, uh, than the throwing the ball. But I think it's stuff like that. I see calls repeated in years after. And it's like, one of the things I, I look to see in players and coaches is, are you learning from your mistakes? Are you mm-hmm. making the same mistake over and over? And there are times where the Seahawks are making the same mistake over and over with their goal line play calling. Um, so yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Um, for the sake of time, we'll move on. Uh, so now we have to talk about an NFC least team, uh, but we have the Bucks at the Washington football team. Uh, and so just to kind of set the stage for this, for those of you who haven't heard, there was there was some some trash talk going on, you know, and, and so us being uh, being from the Buckeye <laughs> State, you know, our boy Chase Young, who has had an amazing season. You, but he you was see like, that logo? That, that's, that's the logo right there. For those of you who can't see uh, Coach Murph wearing his his OSU jersey. But I mean, he basically called out Tom Brady. He's an like, all Tom Brady. I want him. Give me, give me time. Yeah, just be you careful. always want to don't, play don't. the best. <laughs> That's right, but don't act the goat. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that might come back to bite him because you're talking about Tom Brady here. But um, I'll let you go first, Coach Jay. What, do, what are you seeing in this matchup? Who wins? Who are some of the key players? Who are the X factors for you? Yeah, man. Listen, first of all, I don't, I don't, I totally agree with what you're saying. I don't think it's a wise idea for Chase to go ahead and shake the hornet's nest like that. It's your first time doing this, man. Why don't you just sit back and learn first? Do your thing, hush up and play the game. But with that being said, I'm pretty sure the Bucks are going to go ahead and take this win. Um, I think the, uh, the, you guys have your key players, your uh, impact players. And I think that surprisingly to say it, either Antonio Brown or uh, Godwin is going to be the, the, the key players there. Um, 
we don't have Mike Evans this game around, uh, but I think that still, if Brady is on, we've seen him have some ugly games. But if he's on, which he's been lately, um, I think that those guys are going to show up. And I'll throw Gronk in there too, uh, those three guys, just to step up. And it's nice that they have this insurance policy so that if one guy goes down, heck, I mean, hey, even uh, Miller could step up and, and uh, put some damage on the team. And I'm not going to take away the football team, the Washington football team's uh, defense. That's what they're really solid for. Um, but I don't think that they have enough on offense to keep up the pace. You got Scary Terry, who should be able to play. Uh, Antonio Gibson coming back safely. Uh, hopefully he's, you know, completely healthy, but I still don't think it's going to be worth a game. The defense is the only thing they can really hang their hat on. Absolutely. Those are good points. Uh, Coach Pace, what are you thinking? See, <laughs> these young kids. Well, first of all, <laughs> I, I just don't – I get why you want to play the best, you know what I'm saying, all that fun stuff. But Tom Brady is like LeVar Ball when somebody <laughs> calls him out. It's like never lost. Like, come on, dog. Mm -hmm. Never lost. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> even when he has a bad game, he still somehow finds a way to win. He didn't so, do that against the Legion of Boom. When? Remember that one time where they got that photo with uh, Sherman coming up to Tom, and then Sherman said during halftime, Brady said, I'm going to see you after this win. And then the Seattle won, and then he tried to go up to him, and Tom was looking upset. What's that? I thought that was after the Super Bowl. No, nah, nah, I don't think it was a Super Bowl game. That was a regular season game. Oh, yeah. it was a regular season game? And then it, did they yeah. meet in the Super Bowl again? Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was that year. It was, okay. I don't know if it's that same year. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, you know, yeah. Tom Brady shaking the, the hornet's net to the Legion of Boom. Okay. Well, they ain't got the Legion of Boom over there in Washington. It <laughs> <laughs> would be a whole lot better. But I will say that front, that front seven is – ferocious. I just don't see I think the X factor is going to be AB because AB is going to get back to being AB since Mike Evans isn't there. That ups his targets. And we all know when AB touches the ball, it's going to be a problem. I don't I don't really care what corner you got out there. He still put, even if you got you know Jalen Ramsey or Jair, he's still putting up 10 for like a buck 20 at a touchdown. So once AB get to his hands on the ball, and Godwin get rolling. Grant gonna have his one or two catches. One of them gonna be for a touchdown. <laughs> and then, I mean, Leonard Fournette, great pass blocking. So that's gonna help with the front seven. And then I really think uh, with uh, Washington's offense, they won't produce enough. And even if they try and run the ball, them linebackers, Devin White and uh, Levante David, they're locking all that up. Mm. <laughs> Locking all that Logan Thomas, they locking all that up. They're gonna they're gonna double uh scary Terry. They're gonna slide a linebacker over there or deep another DB. So he's gonna be irrelevant. And then Alex Smith gonna throw his one or two interceptions. Yeah, it's gonna be a wrap. They're gonna win by about 14. 14? Man. All right, so dude, all right, Coach Murphy, it's on you. Listen, I'm gonna tell y'all now, take a deep breath. Oh no. <laughs> this is my upset. Oh my! This is my upset game. I, I told Mike. Well, listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> this is I. 
y'all know from the group chats early on, I told y'all that Tom Brady to the Bucks is overrated, and I would be shocked if they make the playoffs. They happen <laughs> to make it in, but you have to y'all say like Coach Jay, you said that Tom Brady's been looking good as of late, but I mean that's against the Falcons and the Lions. So I mean, like they're they're the bottom in pass defense throughout the season. All of the Bucks' losses has came from teams that was good at putting pressure on Tom Brady. And Washington is one of the best teams when it comes to putting pressures on the quarterback. So without Mike Evans and you put pressure on Tom Brady, like, yes, he has all these other weapons. But literally when it comes to like on pro football focus, I know I sound like, Uh, but like he's literally – one of the worst quarterbacks when it comes to getting blitz or throwing under pressure. So I'm giving the edge to Washington. I'm probably believing in their defense a bit too much, but I'm just going based off of the teams that Brady has beaten and the teams that he struggled with. Washington will be one of those teams. My X factor will be uh, Alex Smith because he is prolific for being a safe QB and, um, you know, a game manager, but he is going to have to take some risk to make sure points are up on the board because the field goals is not going to be, be enough for this team. So they have to make sure they score and, and score often. I feel like if they can put up, 21 24 points they they should be I think they'll be in the clear but um I'm, I'm going Washington wow okay. I, I told y'all before the playoffs I literally told y'all before the playoffs started and I was like I don't care who the Bucks face in the first round I, they're a first round exit team for me wow. so so I I, I hear you <laughs> you I hear you and I value you um the issue that I have is that you are absolutely correct. Uh, that what? No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> correct when you say when you say that those numbers, those ridiculous numbers Brady's putting up, is against or against the Falcons and and the Lions and stuff like that. I totally get that. I totally get that. Listen, I can throw I can throw three hundred against the Lions. <laughs> like, come on, man. Not wrong. It, but the thing about it is the teams that he struggled with to your other point, there's, there's a, there's the gap though, because those teams that had great pass rushes also had great offenses or at least above average offenses. So when you have Drew Brees on the other hand, on the other hand, that's going to make you pay every time you give him the ball, pretty much. That's one thing. If you have Jared Goff on a good day, like he had against them, He's going to make you pay for, for giving him the ball all those times. Alex Smith, I don't think he's going to make you pay enough for it. Okay, well, this is what I'm going to tell you because I understand. Like, I feel like the, the Saints is an unfair pick when I say that. But it's not about the games he just lost. Think about the games he struggled in because, remember, he struggled against, was it the Broncos? When he was, like, down, like, 21, or was that the yeah. Chargers? Uh, the Chargers I think it was, down and came back. Yeah, so, like, I mean, teams I was able to put – like, there's been other teams that he struggled against um, that 
they had quarterbacks that's not as proven or good as Alex Smith or had a better running game. So that's why he he's my X factor. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that that defense combined with Brady's uh, play when under pressure, I feel like that that's enough to to knock them out. So what I'm thinking is if and I say this first of all from Washington's perspective for Chase Young to make a bold statement like that. I love when players talk like that, but you have to be smart about it too, because you don't have a secondary that can support you in that. Mm. And actually their defenses are mirror each other a lot more than people think. They're very strong up front. They can get to your quarterback. They can stop the run, but they're very vulnerable in the secondary. The Bucks have the same issue. And that's what we're talking about. Can Alex Smith even take advantage of that in the first place? We even have time to take advantage of that. The one thing that I would do if, because Coach Arians, after Bruce Arians, after hearing all this trash talk, he said, it's one of those games where you better watch what you wish for. <laughs> that's a direct quote from Bruce Arians. When I'm, if they were smart, if if their offensive line, if he's seen that their offensive line is going to be able to, to pass protect for very long, then what they need to do is take a page out of New England's book mm-hmm. and do that short passing game. And, and to Coach Pace's, uh, to, um, I think it was Coach Pace's said we talked about Antonio Brown, or was that you, Coach Jay, who talked about Antonio Brown? I think he's the perfect person for that type of matchup because he can run across the field all day. He, he could, he's a deep threat, but he can go, he can do his slants, he can get you where you throw it five yards, but he's going to turn that five yard into 15 yards. Mm-hmm. And then that opens Godwin and Scotty Miller over the top because Brady could still get it there. Yeah. And so we don't have those questions about Brady. We do have those questions about Alex Smith. So, all right. My closing statement is this, and then we can, <laughs> y'all can say whatever, or y'all can move on, but everybody's talking about the talent that mm-hmm. the Bucks have um, because they are a deep offensive team. And they're finally starting to click. But remember who the coaches are. Ron Rivera is not <laughs> a bad coach. No, no, no. Ron Rivera is more proven than Bruce Arians. Mm-hmm. I think that Ron Rivera will, will outcoach. Mm. He will outcoach Bruce Arians. Mm-hmm. Like everybody talks about, oh, Brady, oh, Godwin, oh, Antonio, Ron Rivera is a great coach. He took a team to the Super Bowl, and unfortunately, he ran into that defense in Denver. But then he also comes back, like we said earlier, all the stuff he battled, and to take over a team that was under so much scrutiny from their name, and then the Dwayne Haskins situation, Alex Smith coming back. And yes, it was the NFC East, but managed to make it to the playoffs yeah that's an accomplishment it is it is so um people need to keep that in mind and too it's not just tom brady versus alex smith or this player versus that player it's also ron rivera versus bruce arians that's a that's a beautiful story just beautiful you said you took the side of the Colts, man. I know mine is more of a, a stretch, <laughs> but like, come on, the Bills are guaranteed a dub. I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally disagreeing, man. I, I think that 
the, the Bills, I'm sorry, the Bucks in this case, uh, yeah, they might have some strange losses we've seen throughout the season. Uh, and that comes, I think, with still gelling. The team still is learning how to gel. Tom Brady is not the Tom Brady he used to be. And if he has a bad game, then yes, I can see I can see the Washington football team winning the game. But the coach Murph, I don't think that if Tom has a bad game alone, they're in trouble. I think you still got to take into account a very uh, a team. Okay, the Washington, uh, not Redskins, but the football team has faced several teams that are just as bad as it in their own conference and barely survived. I don't think that the Bucks are down to that level. They may be mid tier, and when they're hot, they're up there. But they are when they're bad, they're not down to the Cowboys level. They're not well, down to the Eagles level. I understand that, but you everybody knows facing division opponents is completely different than playing some random team. Everybody knows that because you have more of a familiar familiarity to them because you place them play them twice yeah. a year every year. So like I can't I can't go off that. It's but when you face a new team, you know, it's a lot more you have to study and learn tendencies and all that because you face them ever so often. Like, when was the last time Washington played the Bucks? Yeah, game film and playing a team twice a year, it you get two different aspects as you're in the game and then. You know how many roster changes they had since the last time they played the Bucks, or in on the Bucks side too. They have a completely different roster right. from when they played Washington last. So, mm. I mean that that's why I'm leaning. I'm I'm telling you, bro, Washington. That's fine. That's fine. don't at me. I'm gonna go ahead and put myself out there and say if Washington pulls off the upset, I will issue you a public apology. Oh, IG live for everyone oh, to look at. I wish you a public. <laughs> what was that, Coach Face? I'm gonna be on there. I can't wait to send me the time. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna move into Sunday now. So that, so that the the Bucks at, at um, Washington football team rounds out Saturday, and so going into Sunday, literally hitting the ground running. You have Ravens um, in Nashville visiting the Titans for this game. And so this is a rematch of what happened last year. Uh, for those who don't know, the, the Titans put in, it was, it was an upset. It was upset. You know, Lamar Jackson, MVP, it was, they were the favorite to go far in the playoffs. And the Titans said, not on our watch. And, and Derrick Henry ran them off the field. Uh, and Tannehill capitalized and made some plays for them. So we're going to start with um, Coach Murph on this one. Do you see a different outcome or do you see? No, 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 no. King Henry, King Henry, Titans got this. No questions asked. 200K plus. Um, AJ Brown, who, who's going to hold him? Corey Davis, if he decides to show up. I mean, they have, they have great tight ends. Tannehill. Tannehill knows how to make people pay for, I mean, just look at, like, look how effortless play action is for, or not even play, well, play action and read options for him. Like, it's so effortless because you have to load up the box against Henry. Mm -hmm. And 
I mean, their defense, their, their defense isn't the greatest, but I mean, the <laughs> also, I'm just, I'm also going with history of Lamar Jackson struggling in big games. So um, I'm taking, I'm taking the Titans. Okay. All right. One for the Titans. Coach Pace, Titans or Ravens? I'm going with the Titans, baby. Uh, <laughs> king me. Um, you know, on top of that, I feel like, uh, I mean, just look at the play action play uh, pass that he threw to uh, A.J. Brown the other day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was with ease. And so I'm going off that. I'm going off the fact that it's probably going to be cold. And you know what happens? Demars, you've been hitting the cold. I've done hitting in the cold, and I've been hitting the cold. And when you're a big guy, um, I'm going to just tell you now, Derrick Henry's not going to have a single problem. He's going to run through everybody, and they're not going to want to hit him. I'm going to be honest with you. Don't nobody want to hit him. So he's going to have about a buck 50, two to three touchdowns. A.J. Brown's going to do his thing. Um, Tannehill's going to be opportunistic. And um, I just think Lamar Jackson's going to turn them. He's going to have one fumble, mm. maybe one or two interceptions, and that's going to be the deciding factor in the game. Um, and I think the defense is going to relatively hold him to about 150 rushing. And that's actually really good because usually the Ravens run for like 250. So. Okay. That's two for the Titans. Coach Jay. I gotta I gotta say I'm I'm going for the Ravens on this one. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I think this rematch is something that uh Lamar took personally. Mm-hmm. He's been it's been in his mind all he ain't Jordan. He ain't Jordan. <laughs> he ain't Steph either, man. I don't care what he take personally. He not he not he not dropping 60 points a game. No. <laughs> But Lamar has woken up, and the Ravens have caught fire. They can go back to sleep, and they'll wake up on Sunday (laughs) and eat the Titans for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm telling you now, I really think that this is a rematch game that the Ravens are prepared for this time around. You're talking about the first and second rushing teams in the league. And, yes, you got Henry, the king, uh, that's going to be in the backfield. And I totally agree. The cold weather is going to be on his side. Um, but I honestly think that if it's not Henry, it's no one else. I think the Jet, the uh, Ravens, they have the potential to do better on defense than the Titans. And I think that the Ravens, if they shut down the run game, I don't see too much going on in the passing game. Um, I, I, I feel like the cornerbacks are solid there to keep AJ, to keep, Corey to keep even John o. Smith uh, at bay. And so we're putting a lot on one player, Derrick Henry. Yeah, he's a beast, but if it's not him, then who else? If he AJ gets Brown. AJ <laughs> Brown. Okay, yes, AJ Brown isn't bad, but you still got Marcus Peters. You know, you got a team that's uh, able to defend. <laughs> what is he yeah, going to do? Spit on Humphrey first. You said, <laughs> you talking about the dude that gambled too much and get burnt for 200. 
And then, I mean, I like, Marcus listen, Peters, but he gambled too much. He and, don't want it. Plus, I mean, like the, like from the tackling and the Cole aspect too. I mean, literally the whole Titans team offense, they're big dudes. Like Ryan Tannehill is big. AJ Brown, Corey yeah, Davis, Derrick Henry. Like when it comes to that third, fourth quarter, they, them boys ain't gonna want to tackle no more. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that the Ravens, uh, the Ravens are probably the top team to blitz per drop back. So they're not shy when it comes to making some contact with some players. I don't think the Ravens are going to sit back and wait for the game to come to them. They're going mm. to go after this team. Well, who's your X factor? Um, I would say Lamar. Honestly, uh, I think that he has, I think he's got a benefit when it comes to going against this team. Um, the way how he's caught on fire. His legs are going to be ready. He's thrown pretty decent for the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, he's given his receiver. I'm not going to call him Hollywood. I'm going to just call him Mar- Marcus Brown. Um, just, good. just tell him the relative. The relative, if you want to call him that, that's fine. But I, I've seen his arm do better. Uh, of course, you got Mark Andrews back there that he can pass to. Um, I don't take too much into, you know, what's going on with Des Bryant, but those two guys that I just mentioned is enough, I think, to at least uh, get some action going in the air. But the running game is a solid thing. And again, it's not just uh, Lamar. You still got J.K. Dobbins. You still got Gus Edwards. Mm-hmm. You got some people that are going to give you more strength versus just the king. And if, if the king is assassinated, then <laughs> who else wow. is going to leave? This, is, this reminds me of the Avengers when they was over here naming all that. And they said, we got a hawk. <laughs> that, that's who that's who Henry is. They got the Hawk on the squad. It's funny because we name it off all these people, and then, then you got Derrick Henry, who's like Thanos, right? And we all saw what happened in Infinity War. Everybody thought they was gonna win. Uh, yeah, no, everybody disappeared within about five seconds. So they, they got eventually beat him. That's why they they can't. You can't let the uh, the villain win. And that's because Chris Pratt, you know, let his heart get to him too much. They could have ended that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. He got in his feelings and allowed Thanos to get the other the other stone right in front of him. You know, that's what's going to happen. The, Ra- the Ravens going to get in their feelings and forget. <laughs> 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 that's a good one. I like that. I, like um, I guess to wrap this one up, <clears throat> I'm actually, this may be more heart overhead, but I'm actually picking the Ravens in this one too. Um and what I'm going to, and I say for, for a lot of the reasons that Coach Jay mentioned, but I, there has to be a formula for this. What worried me about the tight, what worries me about the Titans is I think their defense is worse than it was last year. And, and so if you have a, a worse defense than last year and you correlate that with a better Lamar Jackson than last year, and, it, you know, I think that equals a better game for the Ravens. And what happened is that the Ravens ended up playing from having to play from behind they are not built to play from behind but actually the titans aren't aren't built really to go from behind either and if if you're if if i'm the ravens and and i win the toss i'm taking the ball i'm running it down their throat and they're going to be down seven nothing before they even get a chance to play like that that's the type of, of mentality you have to go with in this game to beat an offense that can be explosive but they are going to depend so much on Henry that Henry 
actually improves what Tannehill could do. And we've seen Henry struggle even in cold weather. Now, I know Green Bay wasn't technically a good example because there were some other weather elements there with snow and everything like that. But still, they did not have a good game. Against the Browns, they didn't have a good game. Here, against Indianapolis, they didn't have good games. You know, and so if, if, if you're allowing those teams to at least be close with you, even if the Titans pulled it out marginally by a field goal here and stuff like that, you have a team that runs better than Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. You have a team that runs better than Jonathan Taylor and Nikeem Hines, that they, they're liable to go for 300 total rushing yards before you even realize it. You look up and they got 300 rushing yards and it's still the third quarter. James. Because Dobbins is better than Ingram and they had Ingram last year, right? So like you take a better running back, a better Lamar and a worse defense with an offense that's not built to come from behind. I think you get a close win by the Ravens 27-24. I just got a little small question. Just a little Yes, small. same here. Right. I got I think mine is more of a statement, but who was the MVP last year? Lamar Jackson. But Who's he's a better player this year. Uh, who's the MVP? That's the best player in the league, right? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. So, if he was MVP last year, but he's not the MVP this year, and he probably <laughs> didn't even be top five, <laughs> is he really better? I think he's a better passer than he was last year. Because right? the thing that the mm. thing that really that really he was missing, he was missing a lot of throws. The receivers were there. He had the opportunities, but he was missing them. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to miss as many this time. I don't think he's going to miss many this time. Listen, we're going to see. We're going to see. To the fact that he's motivated even more because he lost to them. Because he knows they should have won last year. He knows they should have won. And he knows it was his fault that they didn't win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I think he's going to take it to heart so much so that you're going to see it. And it's all about how you – how you're playing entering the playoffs too you know yeah you have a titans defense that's limping into the postseason and a ravens mm-hmm. offense that's on fire whereas mm-hmm. many people keep saying lamar can't throw the ball well he's slinging it around the field now yes and he mm-hmm. also had COVID situations he was out for a couple games and he had a couple games where he was off mm-hmm. right but he was good in the beginning rough in the middle and he's great right now at the end and he's mm-hmm. keeping that momentum going I think that speaks for a different type of matchup than we saw last year. Well, James, this is all I got to say about that. You say that, you know, them putting a lot of pressure (laughs) or them dedicating their defense to Henry. And that's how, well, what Henry does is what makes Tannehill succeed. But I mean, you could say the same thing about the Ravens. Like Lamar's legs is what makes him a threat in the, in the passing game is because they have to worry about that. You have to, f- the, but they're two different people. So it's one of those things like you either can put pressure and force Lamar to beat you with his arm, or you can put pressure on Henry and then have Ryan Tannehill beat you with his arm. But it's, but that's a lot of like, I feel like that's a lot of pressure on one player. So literally is do or die all on Lamar, where it's just like, okay, if we can't get Henry going, who's a better passer? Who are you taking, Ryan Tannehill or Lamar Jackson? 
So if you take their running, both of their running games away, who who are you taking? And that's where I believe the, the difference is, the outcome is because I think you would take Tannehill in this situation, and I would take Lamar Jackson. Lamar, we're seeing right now, I would take him over Tannehill. Are you serious? Yes. And I say that because how often do you see Tannehill actually, without a running game, being able to go through his progressions and hit, hit the receiver? Usually he's going because people are focused on Derrick Henry. So he's able to get that. Linebackers come up, A.J. Brown's a little bit more open than he would. Now it's one-on-one. A one-on-one with Corey Davis, one-on-one with John U. Smith. Okay. But if I'm Lamar Jackson, you don't have to just worry about me running, but I got I got Dobbins and Edwards behind me that can also run for over 100 yards a game, and they may actually get 100 yards in the same game. Yep. And, and along with Lamar. So you're not only going to have to stop me running, but you're going to have to stop my two dogs behind me to keep from running. I'm not – I'm. Tannehill can get you a first down on maybe a third and five, and he can scramble and get you a first down. But I'm not worried about him breaking off long runs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not worried about – because Derrick Henry is – he's not the best receiving back mm-hmm. either. He's not as good in space as some of these other backs for. So you can blitz me if I'm Lamar Jackson and I dump it off to Dobbins. He's going to make a couple people miss and he's going to take it to the house or he's going to take it for 15 yards. I can do the same thing with Edwards. I can't say that for the running backs for the Titans. Listen, all that running that Ravens can do, they can run on home because that's what they're going to be. <laughs> okay. So this is what I want from you. Since I'm willing to give you a public apology if Ooh. Washington wins, I need that same from you. A public I, IG live apology if the Ravens win. Okay. That's the bet. Okay. I, I can do that. I mean, because the thing is, though, I feel like mine's is more of a stretch game than, than this one. But if that's what you want, I, I can give you I can give you that. <laughs> but you made Coach Jay and I seem like we were crazy for picking the Ravens. I mean, you are. But <laughs> if you do a poll – or whatever, I'm pretty sure, like, it, it will be no more than, like, 10% off on who wins Ravens or Titans. You do one for the Washington Bucks, I'm pretty sure 70 to 80% of people are going to pick the Bucks. Okay. So you're saying you would prefer that there be a more outrageous type of example of an ending of a game you're going to do this bet on? Yeah, like, if it was, like, like I wouldn't mind doing it if that's what you want the bet to be. But I feel like mine is like if I did that, they'll be like, "Oh, well, I mean, that's a toss-up game." So, so he calling you out. You ain't got enough onions, JP three to the to to. That, is, that actually is a toss-up game. You know? That's one of the harder games. That the Ravens. So if I were to pick the Bears to beat the Saints, would that be bold enough for you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're going to see. I'll start it off on this one. So you got to have to talk about this. We have the Bears visiting the Saints. We're going to see Mitch Trubisky turn back into Mitch Trubisky in this game. That's why I'm interested. Um, The the Bears defense is opportunistic, uh, but I don't think they're going to get given enough opportunities because Drew Brees takes care of the ball. And and so they're not going to get a lot of opportunities to do that. He's mobile enough where if there is some pass rush, you can do that, you know. So Khalil Mack can only make so many plays throughout a game. Um, their, their secondary is vulnerable, 
And I see, you know, when you have a back like Alvin Kamara, who if worst case scenario, I dump it off to him, all of a sudden he's 20 yards down the field now. That keeps the change moving. So I, I don't see the Bears making this a close game. David Montgomery has been absolutely amazing. And to Coach Pace's point in our group chat, they need to give him the ball more because he is definitely uh, an X factor in games. I just don't think he's going to be that effective in this particular game because the Saints defense is absolutely ridiculous. And I know they've had some lapses. You know, they, they, they lost to, to um, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles and everything like that. But I look at that as more of an outlier more so than the norm. So I think they're going to buckle down on defense and give Ms. Trubisky, um, you know, all that he can handle. And I don't think he can handle much. Uh, so that's my take on that. Uh, Coach Pace, who do you have in this game? As the Saints, man, this 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 ain't even really up for debate. I, they only got two weapons on offense, and none of them are the quarterback. So that's a problem right there. <laughs> uh, you got Montgomery, and then you got uh, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson, um, great weapons, but no quarterback. Um, and then you know Breeze, he getting Mike T back. All Mike T got to do is run about ten slants. He get nine catches. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, and then you got Kamara. So, I mean, Jerry Cook might get his touchdown. Yeah, it's just – it's too many weapons and just not – I mean, Mitch Trubisky is just uh, – yeah. yeah. It's a pencil that we're going to see swing back. Yeah, Saints by like two touchdowns, if not 17. <laughs> All right, Coach Jay. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I definitely think the Saints are going to take this one. Um, just like you said, it's just not enough power coming from the Bears at this point. And they should be grateful just to be in the playoffs in the first place. <laughs> Every time I look at it, I think it's a typo. I'm like, wait, the Bears are in the playoffs? Like, what What, what happened? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm going to just leave it there. I think I don't, I don't think there's much to really say on this one. Coach Murph, is it a clean sweep? Listen, Saints by 40. Next question. <laughs> we finally all agreed on one. That's the first one of the day. And, and uh, geez, I guess the yeah. Saints got Steph Curry. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so we have the one unanimous. All right, and that leads us to the nightcap. Uh, Browns at the Steelers. For those of you that haven't heard, uh, Browns coach uh, Stefanski has tested positive for COVID. Him, two position coaches, and also two players. Uh, including a guard and a wide receiver. Awesome. Uh, yeah, um, are tested positive and will not be able to, to, to suit up. I mean, does that, does that, are they still going to be competitive in this game? Do we have, uh, do we know who the wideout is? It's, um, was it, is his last name Hodge or something? It's not one of their, their starting yeah. wide receivers. It, okay. It's, it's fourth I think it's their fourth receiver mm-hmm. so, coach Murph do you see this being a competitive game still or do you think the Steelers are going to take this one easily I'm taking the Browns oh my god I'm taking the Browns <laughs> um I'm kicking you out of here I, where is the, I'm, <laughs> I'm the taking game? the Browns man I I huh where's the game at Pittsburgh I'm taking the Browns because I the Steelers don't have a running game. They they couldn't find one all season. Um, Big Ben is inconsistent. Uh, so 
I think that that Nick Chubb, that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt duo is gonna gonna be a key factor in them winning this game. Uh, I don't know. I just got this. I just got this feeling that this is this is the the Browns' time. I think they'll uh, they'll take this dub. That's just gas, bro. That ain't no feeling for the Browns. That's just gas. No, I'm serious. And then, I mean, I feel like Miles Garrett is going to definitely do his thing. Like, that defense is no joke. Like, we, we talked about a, a lot of teams. They are one of those teams that are solid on, on all phases of the game. So, except for special teams because they're kickers, you know, they're kickers. So, uh, but I think offensively and defensively, the way they can run the ball – they can uh, take a lot of the clock up, reduce the time for, for them to score. And then also uh, on defense with them struggling with their run game, uh, the Steelers struggling with their run game that uh, they can prevent, you know, a, a lot of, they can get a lot of three and outs okay. and, you know, get a lot more possession. So I, I like the Browns this, this game. Does that make Miles Garrett your X, X factor if he's able to get to Big Ben? Or you got somebody else in mind? X factor. I'm going to have to give it to Baker. Baker's going to have to be the X factor because, mm. like, I, I literally mentioned everybody but Baker because <laughs> their, their game has been predicated on him not throwing the ball as much. But he's going to have to make some some big throws. And, you know, the Steelers defense isn't, you know, nothing to be played with, especially, you know, with their head honcho, T.J. Watt, arguably uh, defensive player of the year. So no, he, he is. He is. Mm-hmm. He is the defensive. I thought you said it was Aaron Donald. It was, but T.J. Watt been playing like – He's been doing a lot more. Even though Aaron Donald, like, is still doing Aaron Donald things, T.J. Watt leads the league in sacks now. Yeah. Plus tackles for a loss, plus forced fumbles, I think, and still has, like, I think one or two picks. Like, it's not even close yeah. at this point because Aaron Donald can only do so much getting triple team. So, right. So, yeah, that's why I'm I'm at to go with Baker. He's going to have to make some big and clutch, clutch throws down the stretch. Um, and he just has to be smart with the ball, utilize his legs a lot more. Yeah. And um, he just has to – he has to play more of a dual threat a QB role, I think, in order to keep the uh, the Steelers' defense on their heels. So, okay, we'll okay. see. Coach Jay, as you sit there with your Pittsburgh shirt on, are, are, you, are you picking your Steelers or are you going with the upset? I mean, we sat here and listened to this long-winded <laughs> soliloquy. You know, soliloquy, <laughs> you know. I honestly think that uh, denial is a disease, man. It's it's <laughs> it's something we need to work on with you. But uh, you already know this is big brother versus little brother, and who always wins? Big brother. All right. It, I don't have to say much more. But if I if I need to back up myself with facts. You talked a lot about uh, Garrett, but TJ is 
definition of the real defensive lineman of the year and and player of the year defensive player of the year I, I don't think that Baker is even going to have enough time to make a decision on if he wants to pass to his one wide receiver he's got healthy and Landry or run the ball and if they want to run the ball that's fine but like you said the Steelers have the the one of the best defenses when it comes to run stop I believe like the 11th in rushing yards allowed the, the defense is going to stop the thing that the, the Browns have going for them, number three in rushing uh, yards. But if they can't rush against that team, then they have to rely on Baker. And Baker is going to be faced with T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Stephon Tewitt. He, I, I don't think that he's going to be able to turn this game around. Now, there are some stuff on the offense that you mentioned. The Steelers, they definitely have uh, an offense that is on and off. But as long as Ben, with his experience, plays a decent game, you have a three-headed monster in Juju Smith-Schuster. You got uh, – Are you talking about Corvette, Corvette? Corvette, Corvette. <laughs> it's, a, it's a TikTok thing. It, when he be dancing on the field. Oh, yeah, 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 Corvette. Juju Smith dancing on the logos and on the on – Oh, yeah. No, nah, I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm not talking You're about – talking about yet. the TikTok star, not the receiver. Right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Listen, man, he you don't have a true number one receiver. He can show up and do it. Claypool can show up and do it. Claypool is your number one. Remember that. You also have Deontay Johnson. Whoa. whoa, whoa. Deontay Johnson is his favorite target. You got three guys, three heads. You can, whoa, whoa, I'm telling you the truth. You don't know who's going to be hot that game. I don't think that you'll have an issue on offense so much where we won't have any options to get the ball down the field. Really, I don't think that the Browns are going to be able to score on the team that I'm putting on my shirt. And the the Steelers' defense is going to shut that down. The offense will have plenty of opportunities for any of those three-headed monsters to show. You know, Big Ben's arm is shot. You know that. His arm ain't shot. He, he shot putting the ball, bro. Come on. The, if you look at their game plan, they Heavily they game plan for him this. not no no they game plan for him not to throw the ball deep. <laughs> it's a lot of short and intermediate routes. So they've changed like, that up, and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be down the field as long as they get scoring down the field, dink and dunk. You know, ten yard or six yards here, four or five yards there. They're getting the touchdown. He's not throwing interceptions. He might be throwing to receivers who don't have the in, the uh, incentive to catch the ball in a couple of games. But now they've kind of, I think, gotten a smack in the face, a reality check after being undefeated for so many games. Now games matter. Another win matters. I don't think the Steelers are going to lose the experience either of being in playoffs. They've, they've been in winning seasons for several years since you got Tomlin as your coach. So I don't think this is going to be a, a kill of the big brother. All right. Coach Pace, it's on you. All right, man. Um, <laughs> just because of how my heart tells me the Browns, you know, I want to go with the Browns. Ohio. That's a good story. Stuff right now. Ohio, we hot. Maybe we hot. <laughs> but, I'm not going to lie to you. Mrs. Stefanski is, is killing me. And I also have the weather factor um, just because in Pittsburgh it's January. And granted, it says 37 and sunny on Sunday. 
but we know how Midwest weather is. It could switch and be 25 and rainy or snow or something crazy like that. Or even if it's not that, the wind. And we all know the wind plays a factor in games. So as of right now, I got the Steelers. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. In all those weather situations with wind, rain, snow, running is the – biggest game plan for for weather like that so what will make you go with the steel (laughs) because because, as of right now it's 37 and sunny and no problems so i'm i'm gonna i'm factoring that in i'm like okay so they'll be able to throw the ball effectively but i it's like 51 49 for me because i'm not trusting big ben's arm they in the playoffs if you want to do anything you got to be able to run the football I don't care if if you're going against uh, the most vaunted defense there is, you have to be able to run the football, regardless of who you are in the playoffs. Um, I just think Baker won't. I don't trust Baker as much. I trust Chubb Chubb and Hunt. But when it comes down to making plays and throwing against that secondary, which is actually – they say the secondary is questionable. I think the secondary is pretty opportunistic, um, especially if you throw anywhere in the vicinity of Minka. Um, mm. Now, granted, you said Deontay Johnson is his favorite target. Yeah. The problem is Deontay Johnson's son also turns into Nelson Aguilar from 2019 as well. <laughs> so, and then when they win games, they get the ball to Claypool. The problem is they haven't in the last like six weeks, they really haven't gotten the ball to play pool like they should have. So I have some questions on that. Right. Um, coaching wise, I don't, I just, it's hit or miss with the Steelers. Like they could, they should be like pretty consistent. It's pretty hit or miss with the Steelers when it comes to game planning, coaching. I have no questions about the defense or what they're going to do. They're going to handle business. It's just I have play. I have questions with play calling, and the Browns' defense is pretty, pretty decent right now. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, they're playing good football, and I think if you know Big Ben has games where you know he catches amnesia and turns into Philip Rivers and likes to throw two, three interceptions. Mm-hmm. Granted, they the claim to be close, but I just it's 51 49 Steelers right now. I'm not. It depends on the weather for me. I just. I had the Browns winning before Stefanski mm-hmm. left. It depends on the where the sun is in the sky. What happened? What happened last week? What happened last week? Who played last week? Hey, it's a new week. Anybody can be beaten on. Hey, they said that about Clemson too. I just want to throw that out there. They said that about Clemson. Too. Anybody can. Anybody can be on any given Sunday, man. Well, the Browns just barely beat the Steelers by two points with a whole bunch of non-starters. That's fine. That's yeah, okay. they're going to win again with the starters, and don't worry about it. Exactly. And you're going to be kicking yourself like, dang, I knew Big – like, I trusted you, Big Ben. Like, yeah. I nah, trusted nah. you, Big Ben. <laughs> again, when well, you thing. being a homer, man. That, I'm telling you, it's the it's favorite target is Deontay Johnson. He forget how to catch the ball. Juju be on BS. He want to be a TikTok star. So he go to TikTok while he playing. Yeah, he's had two hundred yard games and maybe a really another really good game. He want to be a TikTok star. I don't, I don't get it. They don't know how to get the ball to Claypool. 
And big, 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 I'm telling you, Big Ben arm is shot, man. It ain't he shot puts the ball, bro. He doesn't throw it no more. He yeah, spins he in a circle and launch it from his shoulder. He can still shot put it. He a lot better than Phillip Rivers, but it's not. It's not what it used to be. I. I... Well, I think y'all bring up some great points <laughs> for this game. I probably more heart over than head, but I, I I just trust the Steelers more than I trust the Browns. Especially without their head coach on the side, I think that's a very underrated thing when you don't have the person. You know, Stefanski has just been a, established a huge culture shift with the Browns. I mean, I mean, coach of the year worthy type of of, of performance for Stefanski and his and his staff. Mm. But when you look at that decision making, you know, the markings of a great coach, especially when games can be tight, and I expect this one to be a little bit tight. It's about those little adjustments that happen throughout the game. Do you trust the the interims, you know, head head coach for this game for the Browns, or do you trust Mike Tomlin to make those adjustments? I trust Mike Tomlin in those situations to be able to see what's going on and be able to say, you know what, we need to we need to keep doing what we're doing over here, but we need to uh, make a change over here, whether it's a personnel change, whether it's a scheme change. I I. I think that 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 Tomlin is when you talk about out coach around Rivera, I think that's what's gonna happen in this game. And I think it's because you don't have a head coach on the other side, really. Uh, what I see happening is I don't think they're gonna be able to run the ball still. I don't think Pittsburgh's gonna be able to run the ball. Um, I don't see that happening at all. But what I do see happening, and my X factors are going to be um, I'm, I have two. I have Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith Schuster. They both have to be able to catch the ball. Number one, if they could do that, because Big Ben, I think it's, you know, we talked about being on, on hot streaks and how you're entering the playoffs. Well, Ben is on the upswing entering the playoffs, right? So there's some confidence there. There's some rapport that was built there, and he got a week to rest his arm. I think it's like a great pitcher. When you have a great pitcher and you have a game that's not mandatory for them to play, you rest that arm so they could be ready for the next opportunity that presents itself. And this is what that moment was for we don't need Big Ben to be slinging the ball all around the field all game. We just need a couple of big plays. And we just need the receivers to catch the ball. space. <laughs> they have probably the best receivers at running after the catch in the middle of the field, being able to turn small plays into big plays. And what does that do? That keeps the Browns off the field. And now it forces them, if they get behind, which I think they will, now this forces Baker to have to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Now Chubb and Hunt aren't as relevant because the mistake that they made last time, last couple times they were behind, is that they left their running backs out of the game plan. They abandoned the run completely, and they didn't even use them in the passing game because if they if they were smart, they would do that, to at least try to get the ball, move the ball downfield, and get some points on the board. I don't know if that's going to happen this time. I think they're going to – I don't think they learn from their mistakes – I think they're going to abandon the run and force Baker to win the game. And if Baker is forced to win the game, I don't trust him to do so against that defense. I see Mika Fitzpatrick having a field day in the secondary and getting, getting a pick. I see TJ Watt getting a strip sack and maybe even turning into a defensive touchdown. That's the type of game I think it's going to end up being. Uh, it may not be that way into the fourth quarter, but I think when, when stuff hits the fan and the game gets tight, you're going to see mistakes out of Cleveland that you're not going to see out of Pittsburgh. And that's going to be the difference in the close one. So 
All right, we're split on a lot of these. We only have one unanimous game here. Um, so I appreciate all of you for uh, for your contributions. The coaches, the experts, they y'all brought your A games today for, for these games. And you're going to hear more from these coaches. We're going to be, continue to do analysis as the playoffs progress. Uh, and so we even have some hot takes in this episode. So there may have to be some apologies issued by one or more coaches, depending on how this weekend goes. Uh, but thank you for stepping into the coaches box. Can't wait to see you and talk to you next time. Stay blessed, everyone. Right.